Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the Blueprint for Liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. You also know we reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. By the way, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. You got to dig that as well. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We had on Brian Russ and Kelly Finnegan talking about honest money as always, RussCreditGift.com. We talked about shame, Milo Yipanolis or whatever the <laughs> whatever the guy's name is. Milo Yipanolis or whatever his name is. Anyway, he arranged the dinner between Kanye West and Donald Trump. He said to cause trouble. What a disgrace. This Nicholas J. Fuentes guy was there. He's half Mexican. They claim he's a white supremacist. Uh, look, they're trying to just attack Donald Trump on all kinds of issues under the sun. Uh, it's nothing but a disaster. Uh, the fact is, folks, we're all God's children. Let's try to treat each other that way. This racist idea is a waste of time. Yes, there's bad racists out there. Shame on all of them. We need to stand for God, family, and country and realize we are the people of Almighty God with a godly heritage, every one of us, regardless of skin color. Uh, we talked about this um, formal former crypto billionaire and Democratic Party mega donor, Sam Bankman Fry, whatever the guy's name is. Anyway, bottom line is he created a huge scandal, donated tons of money, over $37 million to the Republicans and the Democrats. He told crypto YouTuber Tiffany Fong that he says, quote, all my Republican donations were, quote, dark money because reporters freaked the blank out if you uh, donate to a Republican or a conservative cause. And so he said, I don't want the blowback from those people. So I just, well, I was the third largest Republican donor, he claims. And uh, he just says, hey, we got to do it dark money style. We were able to circumvent a lot of the rules there with some loopholes. And so you'll never even know who he donated to, folks. But George Soros contributed over $128 million to Democrat uh, people as well. And if that's not election fraud, I don't know what is. They've got limits on how much you and I can donate, but these guys can use exploited dark holes and everything else and donate just millions and millions and millions of dollars and pervert the agenda. Anyway, before this collapse, this whacked out Sam Friedman guy or whatever was saying that he was going to donate a billion dollars to campaigns. So I guess, you know, the saying you can buy anything in this world with money uh, is true as all get out, folks. Uh, filthy lucre uh, and, uh, you know, corrupts absolutely. Criminal IRS forks over Donald's tax returns. 
Because that can happen to the president, former president of the United States. It can happen to anybody. So you're, you know, they tell you your data is safe. The IRS is a criminal enterprise, ladies and gentlemen. And your data can go anywhere. Proof is in the pudding, huh? Hour two, we had Mary Toko with us, well-known vaccine researcher, marytoko.com, to learn more about her. Uh, Mary's considered an expert on the dangers of vaccines. And we talked about this incredible Dr. Amanda Don Vollmer. And she has a great new quote buzzword. It's called quaxines. Hey, folks, don't take the quaxines is what she says. I thought it was pretty good. We also talked about the House Republicans sent a letter to the NIH or National Institutes of Health demanding that they don't destroy any materials regarding COVID and the origins thereof. They want to get to the bottom of it. But, folks, the Committee on Energy and Commerce already sent 12 letters, and they've largely been ignored. Now the 12, the 12 letters have gone largely unanswered, but now they're saying, hey, you got to respond to this immediately. And my response is, or else what? They're not going to respond. you got criminal government enterprises, uh, government sectors that are just flat-out rogue and crazy and out of control, and they don't give a rip what Congress says, thinks, believes, or does. They've been given unlimited carte blanche funding, and they simply make up their own regulations, and they thumb their nose at the lawmakers every day of the week. And until we shut these people down flat out and get rid of these unconstitutional agencies, you can just expect it to get worse. Write it down. Remember who told you as bluntly and as clearly and as directly as anybody can possibly tell you. New York court strikes down the COVID vaccine mandate. That's great news. We must take America back. We talked about this incredible new video, Steve Voss, the official music video. It's an old song, but he's updated it. It's really good. Joseph Farah wrote about that and said, hey, we need to get that song to Donald Trump and have that be his campaign song for 2024. Sadly, there's a price for doing what Steve did, that stand up and do what's right. But you know what? It's time for all of us, ladies and gentlemen, to take a stand. As Steve Voss did, not just in the voting booths, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about uh, political soapboxes. We're talking about in social media posts. We're talking about behind the cultural barricades where most of the real struggle and decisions for our nation's future and liberty really where those battles are really waged, folks. We need to get talented, gifted, and freedom-loving guerrilla fighters, says Joseph Farah, in place to really stand for liberty. Many Republican independent voters are moving, they say, to uh, areas where they're more, in areas where their views are more accepted or like-minded, says a new poll. Uh, so, you know what? That's good. People are voting with their feet, moving with their uh, agenda. The Founding Fathers gave all. Now other people are just moving. But a lot of people are moving to places where they believe that their values are more respected. The San Francisco Police Department has proposed authorizing robots to use deadly force now. Yeah, the city's police department currently has 17 remotely operated robots one of them can uh, hold weapons, and some of them can load shotgun shells and everything else. Um, Tiffany Moyer, she leads work on police misconduct and conduct, I should say, police misconduct and militarization. And she's at the Lawyers Committee for the Civil Rights of the San Francisco Bay Area. She says, you know what, debating this, when we talk about killer robots and acting like this is normal, we have lost our minds. This is not normal. We are living in a dystopian future where we debate whether this thing's normal or not, we are off our rockers crazy. Anyway, she says, look, these robots are literally going to assassinate citizens without uh, trial. 
jury or judge or anything else, just judge, jury, and executioner, robot style, you're dead? This is insane, she says. Boy, howdy, is she right. With that, Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. What do you say to all that? Well, as uh, our good friend Kurt used to say, besides that, it's not too bad or something like that. (laughs) Other than that, it's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, man. No, you've got a plethora of items that probably deserve commentary and everything else like that. I uh, I think that we that these issues are certainly not the only issues, and they're certainly not the sum and substance of what's wrong in each of those areas. Uh, there's depth and breadth to each of those. The assassinating robots. I mean, think of the the drones that are being used. I mean, talk about heartless and immoral, and uh, pinpoint accuracy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, drones are, and they have been used for years now, and uh, uh, with great effect in assassinations of political enemies. Uh, the idea of being able to use them and deploy them against American citizens—I mean, what's next? And you talk about the financial situations that's going on, the stonewalling, the unconstitutional, um, different bodies of alphabet soup—I call them the. Uh, Here's one. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to completely change the subject, but the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services is saying we need to plan on getting vaxxed every two months. Of course, Health and Human Services is something that... Ain't that yeah. awesome? I mean, it took You go long. ahead and just take the jab and destroy your immune system anytime you every want, buddy. Two, no, every two months now, man. I mean, what <laughs> vaccine? I mean, what insanity has settled over us? I think that I just do a shot every day. Why, why wait between shots? Well, that's because it you would know? make a lot more money for the pharma companies. And I know they should do it every day, though, don't you think? Maybe so. It's kind of like taking yeah. a diabetic shot. I mean, whatever. Yeah, right. So, no, I, I just feel like we the insanity has settled in. And you talk about these bazillions of dollars that are being donated by trillionaires or whatever they are now. And um, and, and I said there really is a solution. First of all, let me just comment on the what they created – you know, the uh, federal election uh, laws that, that have gone into effect and having run for office a number of times and had to abide by those bizarre, completely inane federal election laws, there really are, I guess I would call it incumbent protection acts. And they have all sorts of peripheral rules about how you've got to shut down debate on certain things so far from the election They've got rules about what regular folks like you and I can give and how carefully that has to be tracked. And and I've always said, anything anybody can create, somebody else can create a workaround. I mean, I don't care if it's a bunker that you're building to protect you and yourself or family or wherever you are, or if it's federal election laws, there's going to be somebody that creates a workaround. And that's exactly what the big dollar guys have done. And so little guys, the ones that whose voice, you know, we the people, you know, are out there, have, have had our voice squelched. While the big guys uh, with their super PACs and everything like that, they can elect anybody they want with it. But there's a solution, though, by the way. Maybe we can talk about that when we get back. Roger that. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley. Freedomsrisingsun.com in seconds on your radio.
As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley with us. We're talking about all kind of things, man. Killer assassination robots considered in San Francisco police departments and Oakland police departments in California. But right on through to money, fiascos, and everything else. But there are solutions, Dr. Bradley. Well, you know, we you mentioned this thing about... Uh, you know, the huge donations that are being made by bazillionaires and their intent to buy elections and so on and so forth. And they, unquestionably, it's happening. And Utah modified, for example, their uh, candidate selection process to make certain that was alive and well in Utah. And they've done this all over the nation. And then you find these uh, guys with uh, more money than you can count that are sending hundreds of millions of dollars out to influence elections, not to just influence, to buy them. And we found a lot of them have bought elections in oh, places like California, for example, where their uh, prosecuting attorneys and, and attorney generals and things like that are, are truly setting up an anarchical kind of situation where crime does pay and you're not protecting the, the real people and, and uh, issuing justice and everything else like that. All this stuff is a fact of life, but uh, but there is a solution, and and the federal election laws are a good example of a bad example of what does not work. They said, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna clean this up." Oh, they said that with the Federal Reserve. Oh, we're gonna create a a non-banker-driven financial system, which is exactly what it was. The USA Patriot Act has nothing to do with patriotism; it has to do with tyranny. They these. All of these laws and approaches that they talk about 
generally their intention is the antithesis of what people call them. You know, like, uh, you know, Inflation Reduction Act or, I mean, Respect for Marriage Act. The, the antithesis of everything that, that we hold dear. So you can't put your, your uh, eggs in that basket or chickens that haven't hatched or whatever you want to call it. That's, that's not where these things are. Uh, the, the real answer uh, is in we the people. That's the way it's always been. And we the people have absolutely got to engage ourselves in the daily affairs of running this nation. And, and uh, you know, it's been said the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. And it's an interesting, I don't know how you'd play the gene genesis of that out, but, uh, but let's just go to one that people might be aware of is Andy Jackson in his farewell address. He, he reminded the people the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. We have stopped being vigilant. We have stopped even knowing the slightest, most infinitely small principles of liberty. These fundamental principles have been set aside because Americans have become complacent and complicit. We're more interested in the bread and circuses that are out there from all the different sources that we can get them, and we're unwilling to engage ourselves in the preservation of the, the greatness of this nation and and, and the liberty that God granted us at such great cost. And so I would say what needs to happen is we, the people, need to reengage. Okay, now, we could talk about dozens of different ways we could, and maybe four points we might do to do that. But the point of the matter, first of all, is that Americans have basically quit caring and understanding about these things, and unless and until we start that again, we're not going to be able to restore it. Well, yeah, and part of the problem, somebody, part of the problem is the reason they've quit caring is because they feel like they can't make a difference. I mean, look at Arizona; they literally had thirty-one percent of their voting machines and tabulators broke. Uh, dozens, hundreds, thousands—you know—of voters disenfranchised, and they basically say, "Look, we don't want to certify the elections." Some of the leaders say, and they say, "You better, or you'll be arrested." So they certify under duress. Okay, that's in yeah. Arizona. Meanwhile, the mainstream press lies and says, you know what, you guys claim vote election fraud without evidence. And then I come back and say, okay, I don't know if forcing people to certify votes against their better judgment, against their wills, uh, under threat of arrest. I don't know if you call that election fraud, but I do. When you know that many voters were disenfranchised, then on top of that, you find out George Soros pops $128 million in. You find out this whacked out guy that literally had his whole quote, digital currency or whatever you want to call this thing, crypto, whatever, fail, and everybody gets ripped off, and he just smiles and goes, hey, man, I donated to everybody, and I exploited the law, and I used dark money, and I, because I didn't want to take the beating for the mainstream goons that attacked me, so that's what I did there, and no one seems to care, and then Mark Zuckerberg puts $400 million into elections and to the Democratic Party, and then we have, you know, 2,000 mules saying, hey, <laughs> There's a good likelihood this is where the money went. And then they mock us and laugh and say, without evidence. And then we say, yeah, this Eugene, you guys, you know, storing our election data on communist Chinese servers accessible to the communist Chinese party against the law. And then they go and arrest the guy and then they release the guy. And then they arrest Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips. And then they put up this glass partition so they can watch Catherine get draped, get undressed while she takes a shower or goes to the restroom or whatever else. And this egregious abuse happens. And then we get a hold of local sheriffs and others that help stop these abuses. And then they go, hey, you're doing all this without any evidence. And I'm going, 
<laughs> have you guys lost your mind? But again, until Americans back the new media taking center stage, most folks don't even know what's going on. They don't even really realize the battles. If you're not in Arizona and if you haven't been disenfranchised, you're going, all that election fraud stuff is crazy. It isn't really real. But yet Americans instinctively and intuitively know there's serious, serious, serious problems. That's why when polled, 80-plus percent of them say, hey, man, America's off track and going the wrong way. Meanwhile, they just literally implement tyranny everywhere, it seems to me. Okay, so you look at this uh, quick story, um, Dr. Bradley. Biden will create a new national monument in Nevada that would make nearly 500,000 acres off limits to economic development. Even though the move will even cut off green energy projects and their access to uh, uh, electricity uh, lines, etc. So we hear that a couple of days ago, and then we hear this. Joe vows protection, but not, quote, monument status for sacred land. He stopped short of making uh, it mandatory or making it a uh, designated, uh, rather than designating it a, a uh, national monument, he kind of backed off that. But he still creates this, whatever vowing protection is, right, but not monument status. They call it sacred land. They say stop short of designating it. Uh, they call it the ecologically and cultural important region, also known as, I don't know how you say this, Abiqua Aim as a, quote, national monument. So uh, this is Indian lands. This is all debatable. But now he doesn't make it a, quote, monument, but it's got, what, protection status. I don't even know what that all means. All of it outside of the scope of the Constitution and uh, nobody cares. The Indians have wanted this for a long time for their sacred grounds. The government wanting it to steal the land for the American people. But again, you expect prices to raise in the West for homes. Hey, nobody can get any land. It's all designated government land uh, by, in my opinion, criminal activity. We just see this happening even yesterday or two days ago. I guess it was on Wednesday when he made this, quote, designation. It's out of control, doctor. Well, Sam, I don't even know how you want me to address this. I mean, you leave subjects so fast. I mean, think about this. I know this is not your intent. I know it's not because I know you. Hold are on. Not. I don't leave the subject fast. I set, the, I set no, up no, no, the no. tee and you're supposed to hit the ball. No, no, no. <laughs> There's 15 subjects we've covered in the last dialogue. But here's the deal. I know it's not your intent. Because Actually, here's what we did. Not. We summarized 15 subjects. We talked about them for two no, hours no. yesterday. Hey, Sam, let me talk for just a second. I'm trying to pick you up off the floor. Now, here's, hear me. I know your intent is to give hope to Americans. I know it is yes. because I know you. Okay, so let's just take that subject a little bit and say we have such a litany of ointed offals. If all we ever played that was we would lose hope. People would say, well, to hell with it. I've, there's no hope. I'm not going right. to vote anymore. Sure. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to participate. I'm going to bunker up and hunker down. And And honestly and truthfully, the recognition is that the foundation is here. We can return to it. And when I say Americans have got to re-engage, they've got to re-engage. And, and if, in fact, elections are being stolen, we've got to engage in correcting the methodology by which they're doing that. You can't let your state say, we're going to do all the things that got the 2020 election uh, set up to be, to be stolen. Uh, You've got to go back to in-person voting on the election day with ID being shown within your own community, you showing up in front of people that know you, 
being able to sign in, make your vote, and set it. Okay, that's one thing. We've got to get engaged and change those. These huge grasps of federal land that they're, that they're uh, just basically confiscating, all of that is Marxist, Marxist to the core. And the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, is very specific about how much land the federal government can hold unless delegated by the states. 64,000 acres, that's all the federal government has authorized in the Constitution. These kinds of things people have got to become aware of, and they've got to start responding. Now, uh, there's tons more to say, but well, we'll come back with four things you can do if you want. Yeah, we got a whole lot for two hours, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. France's President Macron has been in Washington for a couple of days. It's his second visit to the United States since taking office in 2017. At a fireside chat, the French leader describes what is in his talks with President Biden. We will discuss climate change and biodiversity and the common actions in, the, in this field, health, and a lot of global topics where our alliance is so critical. There may have been a breakthrough on a mystery unsolved since 1937. Katie Lewis in our Midwest Bureau explains. Penn State scientists say they've made a breakthrough in the mysterious disappearance of legendary aviator Amelia Earhart. Earhart and her navigator disappeared without a trace over the Pacific Ocean in 1937 during her attempt to become the first woman to fly around the world. In 1991, an aluminum panel was found on an island north of Samoa that some believe came from Earhart's plane. Now researchers at Penn State University say they've used advanced imaging techniques to reveal hidden letters and numbers on the panel, which could help confirm that Earhart had landed on the island. President Obama campaigned in Atlanta Thursday for Senator Raphael Warnock. Barack told the crowd that they had to go out and do it one more time. Gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams also counted on President Obama to get elected. She lost as Governor Brian Kemp was reelected. Warnock is facing a strong challenge from Republican Herschel Walker. The runoff election is scheduled for December 6th. The U.S. Army awarded Raytheon Missiles and Defense a contract worth roughly $1.2 billion. The deal is for them to deliver six National Advanced Surface-to-Air Missile System batteries for Ukraine. December 2nd is World Computer Literacy Day. Lend a helping hand to those non-geeks. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. 
chance to buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live on your radio. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. He had to step away really quick. He'll be right back. But I want you all to understand, you know, we don't just shotgun uh, these topics. I agree we can't talk about every one of them for hours. But what we do, just so everybody understands, is we talk about topics in detail. And it might not be in as detail as some may want, but it's way more detail than the mainstream press. I'll tell you that right now. And when we talk about these different issues, so boldly, so clearly, etc., when we discuss these things, we provide solutions. And so when Dr. Bradley hears these 15 topics, he's getting the summary of the last two hours of radio. And then what my hope is when he gets that summary is he picks out the topic that he thinks is the most critical. If I were to look at the list that I went over before we put Dr. Bradley on, I would say these assassination robots are the biggest deal. Can you believe we're discussing this in the most liberal cities of our nation right now? They're going to put in place kill robots that can literally assassinate you and play judge, jury, and executioner. And since it's a robot, then they will have no accountability or responsibility whatsoever because they'll be able to say, look, I'm sorry, the robot just, I mean, the thing went berserk. Or, you know what, it it had misinformation and took action. And then they're going to basically, in court, if you ever try to, you know, create accountability for the cops or anybody else in this, they're going to have even a buffer. You know what, the robot did it. I'm so sorry it wasn't our intention. The thing just kind of went berserker. You know, we're getting these situations where accountability is really the critical issue. So I want to highlight these issues because I believe that you're either, one, not hearing these issues in the mainstream press, and or two, if you are hearing them, you're certainly not getting the take that we would provide on a given uh, story, that's for sure. Uh, So, Dr. Bradley, that's kind of the intent. We talked about those issues for the last two hours yesterday with uh, Brian Rust, uh, with Kelly Finnegan. Uh, with other guests, etc., cetera, uh, and uh, Mary Toko was with us as well. Uh, and then we kind of summarize them today so that every, if people are interested in yesterday's show, they get a kind of a teaser to go back and find that show and listen to the whole thing. They also then have kind of your commentary on what you believe percolates to the top as well, Dr. Bradley. Well, here, here's the deal. And, and it started, you know, everything I said before the break, I think applies in every one of these cases also. And let's just take your drone um, robot story. Um, We the people can say, no, you don't. You do not authorize this. We are going to create law that says that this is unauthorized behavior. If it is ever used, the, the organization that used it will be held responsible to the highest level. Create, just basically shut it down. I mean, we do not have to put up with this bizarre, unconstitutional, illegal activity that that gives people distance. And and I'll I'll take it even farther. And I can use Utah's idiot, stupid legislature actions taken in spring of 2020 
where they gave immunity to everybody that had anything to do with a COVID response. Everybody, from the governor down to the janitor. Anybody did anything on COVID got immunity. Immunity is an American. And we can go back to the Declaration of Independence and say, no, this idea of the king can do no wrong, you know, the, the king's word is the law. No, it's not. The American founders said in the Declaration, here's 27 examples of why we are authorized to take armed rebellion up against the king. They, they pointed out 27. They're holding the king responsible. And, and so we carried that into the Constitution. We wrote these impeachment uh, clauses into the Constitution, where if somebody violates, personally violates this, they can be held responsible and be brought up, you know, indicted, if you will, under the impeachment process uh, and tried in the, in the Senate, removed from office, and then they could be taken and in criminal court and put in prison. You see, we, we say everybody has responsibility. And, and so if your chief of police is out there pushing for a, an authorization to use these robot killer things, whatever they're calling them, you say, no, we're not going to do that. We, the people, are not going to authorize that. We, the people, have to engage at every single level. Again, if it's an election that's being stolen, we must go in and change that. If they're taking land, and again, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, it, it, it defines specifically how much land is authorized to the general government. Read it. And you say, no, no, let me no, stop you there. It. If 100 million Americans literally went berserk over this and said, you know what? This is insane. This president has lost his marbles. Impeach him now. Prosecute him for criminal intent. He has sworn an oath to the supreme law of the land. Now he's literally thumbing his nose at the law, thumbing his nose at the legislative body. And we were really to put pressure. It would stop tomorrow, doctor. But well, you know I what? When nobody cares, to. there you go. I know. I mean, a hundred million is a big number. People say we'll never get that. But the whole American hey, we get that. Thing. Well, hold on. We get that to watch a football game. Yeah, you do on TV. But that's the thing. Like I say, bread and circuses distract us from everything, and uh, that's by design, I believe. And and anybody that's and I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to really probably gore your ox right now. But if you spend your time in front of the boob tube watching your ball game instead of sitting with your family, doing things with your family, worshiping your God, doing your civic duty, whatever you're ignoring when you're doing Serving that, others around you, the list goes on and on. You're remiss. And, and I believe that, that we're accountable for every action that we take in this life. And again, I think God is a merciful God that understands you need to take time to sharpen the saw. But if that's all you're doing all the time is sitting on your butt watching uh, the bread and circuses, you're you're letting this country go to hell in a handbasket, and it's your fault. That's the problem. I mean, we've got to be that blunt. It's a personal engagement kind of thing. So I, I think that, that there are solutions. I mean, these bazillionaires that are giving the big money and buying the elections, and Utah facilitated that stupidly with their – I mean, I – you and I's home state is Utah, and I'm ashamed to do it. I'm, I'm feeling like we ought to know better, but we don't act better. But, uh, but where you set up laws that allow the big dollars to buy elections, when you set up, and, and Utah's guilty of this probably more so than most, where you set it up so that you can make sure the elections can be stolen by the powers that be. When, when you do all of these kinds of things and the people don't say, whoa, 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 hold, hold on. Hold, hold on, we're, we're not going to put up with that. Then the people are complicit. 
you know, this idea that, that uh, oh, no, we, we can't do anything. So the four things I was going to tell you to do, and I, I know where time's fleeing, but we really, first and foremost, have got, get, got to get right with God. We, we, if, if we're not right with God, and this is a very personal thing, and then you go to your family, you go to your circle of influence, whatever it takes, the Constitution was made only for a moral and a religious people. It's inadequate to the government of any other. That's what John Adams said. And so our virtue is really important. And I believe that, that we have had the hand of God upon this nation, and the Founding Fathers believed that I can prove it, demonstrate it with their words, uh, that they did from the very moment that they set foot on this continent. So if that's the first thing. We must turn our hearts to God. And if we won't, sorry, you've, you, the rest of them really don't matter. And so the second thing is we've got to understand the founding principles of this nation in the tradition of the Founding Fathers, not in the bizarre, stupid, revisionist history kind of things. Oh, it's a living constitution. Really? So the words can mean anything you want. No, you've got to have read the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers. You've got to have read the Farewell Address of George Washington. You need to have read uh, St. George Tucker's view of the Constitution. You need to get deep and wide on this thing. If you can't recognize if a law is constitutional or not, what does it matter? They can do anything they want. They can say, oh, yeah, well, the World Health Organization says we've got to have these... Um, Vaccine, vaccine uh, passports. No, they don't have any say on this at all. If you don't understand the baseline principles, you're lost. Then you've got to get involved. This is the third thing in the civic affair. You've got to be involved. Now, maybe everybody's not going to run for office like I have. I'm a three-time loser, okay, it, it, to me. But I've been trying to use it as a message forum, a board, okay, to, to be able to bring people um, the word and the truth, okay? We have a foundation. We have a back trail. We can make it back. We've got to get involved in the civic affairs. I went to a town hall meeting uh, this week. What a, sometime we'll maybe have to talk about what a disappointment that was. And maybe as I finish the third one, if you want to go on to that, we can talk about it. But we are held accountable before God in our acts in relation to government. So if we're making laws, we, we need good and wise and honest people that we get involved to help get elected. Again, you don't have to run particularly, but you help them get elected. And fourth, we've got to uh, make our influence known by our vote, our letters, our teaching, our advice. If you can get on a talk radio show and you can exp you know, expound on these great noble principles and do it in an articulate way, do it. Do it whatever way you can. But those four things we've got to do. All right, why don't you go ahead and skip the break, gentlemen. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley first. Listen carefully. Get right with and turn our hearts to God, number one. Number two, understand the founding principles of our nation in the traditions of our founding fathers. Number three, get involved. And number four, make our influence known in every way possible. Doctor? Okay. So let me just talk for just a minute. I mean, I, you know, Sam, I don't, <laughs> it's kind of like I get on the horse and want to drive the horse the way I want it to go. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about the Tesla uh, CEO here in seconds, what he's going to do with his time and his influence in a second, because okay. it will relate directly to the conversation at hand. Well, for good or for ill, he is going to use his influence. But Oh, it's for ill. I'll tell just, you that right now. But. Yeah. 
for sure. I I said forget or for ill. So we need to understand where it's going. But yeah, it'll make us ill. That's absolutely true. Right. But the fact of the matter is, I, I went to a town hall meeting. Two state legislators were, um, they, they held a, a town hall meeting, one out of the House, one out of the Senate. And we were told, oh, you can come in and you can sound off. You can tell us what's on your mind, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I went. And uh, it was pretty well attended, actually. And I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute, maybe somebody does care. You know, I, I walked in, my wife and I walked in. And what I was able to ascertain after being there, they told us we had an hour. They took the first 45 minutes telling us how great they were and what they were going to do in office this year. Because, see, in Utah, our legislature begins meeting in January, and so we're running up to that. And, um, of course, I <coughs> I took a moment or two, and that's about all it took to, to get together a list of things that I thought ought to be brought up. At any rate, so... We get there. They spend 45 minutes telling us how they walk on water and they'll never do any wrong and all the great things they're bringing to us to make sure they get reelected next time, blah, 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 blah. And then people started throwing. I mean, we could see that we were moving up on the hour. People started throwing out questions. I sat there quietly and listened. And they were gimme, gimme, gimme. What's on the agenda for me to be able to reach into the goodie bag and grab it out? And we weren't just talking about, well, I want to make sure we get a new traffic light on this intersection because my kids cross there and are going to get killed because they're on the way to school, whatever. No, these were $100 million projects that these people were asking for. The sun, the moon, and the stars, it did not matter. Idiotic things like piping water from the Pacific Ocean to the Great Salt Lake to refill it. Are you kidding me? I mean, all of these things were on the table, and they, these, these, uh, the senator and, and this uh, member of the House of Representatives were there fielding these questions like, you know what, we're going to get to that. That's going to happen. Yeah, it just probably won't happen quite as fast as you want it to, but boy, oh man alive, it's on our list, and we're going to get to it. And it was just ticking off these $100 million projects. Everybody was reaching for more money. Everybody was reaching for a bigger uh, piece of the pie or the brass ring or whatever. The, and um, it came as I listened in the, in the group, and they ended up going past their hours. And at the end of the next half hour, where they were really, truly shutting it down, I got my last statement in. And, and I, I don't need to, well, you guys have heard me kind of, you know, get wound up around the axle over things. But I told them very blatantly how disappointed I was in both the legislators as well as the people in the audience that this was not the nature of the beast. And I talked about the proper role of government and how there, the, the, um, there were uh, limits and bounds to it and the true purpose of government and the checks and balances and how... The, there was nothing in this that said government is redistribution of wealth, no matter how glorious you thought your project was. You know, I kind of just, I laid it on. And and it's really f sad. I The what the senator, I've, I have personally had in my home and spent a great deal of time trying to teach him the limits and bounds and checks and balances and purpose of government and all these kinds of things and the state level and the, the general government level. And and we've reviewed that extensively. 
And he says, well, I, I, I understand. We've talked. You know, this, yeah, we understand. But you know what? We're going to just do what we're going to do. And he basically, they, they, they tried to pour me back in the bottle. I rained on their parade. But the fact of the matter is, nobody was saying the message. Now, it turns out there was about, there was three people from England that were there. I mean, you could tell by their heavy English accents. They were on our side. They were on the side of limited government. And, and keeping government from devouring our lives and things like that. And, and then there was my wife and I and one other guy. Everybody else was there for the grab bag of government. And unless and until we get to the point where our town hall meetings reflect this idea that government is not going to rule over us, it is the creature rather than the creator. And it must keep itself within the bounds established constitutionally, the consent of the governed said, we will be governed by these people that are limited and bounded by this. It was, it was so disheartening. I, I, I talked after with one of the other guys I mentioned. He talked with the, with the three people from Britain. And uh, then he and I and my wife sat down and talked for a minute. But the rest of the people that were there were there for what can government give me instead of how do we keep government from becoming a tyrant? And they wanted more. And I told them, I said, you guys are fools. You guys are fools. I says, I just paid my property tax, and it goes up every year. And you're voting for things that will cause additional burdens upon us and your children and grandchildren because you want your little favorite project. And then you'll be so ignorant at the end when it becomes so egregious you can't stand it, you'll wonder what happened and why. And well, you'll, you'll be, be like, angry at the bureaucrats who you influenced to behave this way in the first place. Well, that's right? the problem. It, the, they'll leave California when it becomes such a tyranny that they can't even breathe without being taxed. And, and they'll go to Montana or they'll go to Idaho or they'll go to Utah. And they'll bring their miserable form of government with them. I mean, and I could tell you stories about people. I've gone to that. I mean, after I've listened to them talk and they've, you know, they've relocated and they've, they think, whoa, whoa, we've come to a place of, of this grand and glorious situation. I say, why did you move here? Why do you bring with you everything that you left that you hated? And can't you see that what you hated, you've try, you're trying to reimplement where you are now? Well, and, what you hated, you've amazing. created. Uh, yeah, they created it in California, or they created it in Oregon, or they did in, in Washington. Now there's some or Colorado or wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Colorado is kind of the next California, meaning it's 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 the carryover more than any other state. And you see the liberal policies uh, reflected. You do, you but know. Utah, I would say, is right on the cusp of that. You say, oh no, not Utah. It's oh yeah, it's state. not far behind at all. Not far behind at all. It's just not continue. quite as blatant yet. In other words, a lot of the transformations are happening behind the scenes. What happens oftentimes when cities are destroyed by liberal policies and, and socialist agendas and such is you can't really see it because they got a good Band-Aid on it with the spending of money and et cetera, et cetera. It kind of uh, delays the reality check. Uh, but then all of a sudden it bursts upon you like, like it does in San Francisco and in Oakland, California, and a lot of these places where, you know what, instantly overnight it's just like a wreck and everybody kind of wakes up and realizes it. Uh, Utah and even Colorado, they're on the brink. They're nice now, but I'm telling you right now, there'll be a wreck if it's allowed to continue unchecked in not many years. Did you, did you hear that story about the, uh, uh, the new public toilets that they're doing in San Francisco 
you know, that have broken down after three days. For yeah, they're awesome. They had them on for like three hours and had to turn them off because yeah. it was a disaster meltdown. But I saw one commentary. But on they're it. eco-friendly, buddy, so don't worry. But but this was so, I mean, it was like, what's wrong with San Francisco? They've got miles of public restrooms in San Francisco. Every city street is being used as a cesspool. That's yeah. the way it is. The human feces. I am, I am uh, shocked. I, I don't know if you've been in some of these big cities lately, like the, the Seattle's and the Portland's and the oh, San I've Francisco's. Been there. Hey, I'm here to tell you, it reeks of human sewage. Now, the first time I ever, t- I took my wife and my youngest son. Oh yeah, and you've got tents right on the corner and everything everywhere. No, I'm. Not, you're right. It's it's a homeless uh, mecca. But first time I ever took my wife and my youngest son uh, to Tijuana, we walked across the border. I wanted them to get a, a, a sense of the ambiance. And, and it was palpable. As you walked across the border, the, the wretched sewage smell that hit you, the, the stench that hit your nostrils. Now, this was years and years and years ago. And, and that's what it's like now in large American cities. There is absolutely, yeah, no question. we have become a third world country in so many ways. And, and this is being exported to other states. I mean, Yeah, for sure. And, and our, At a our rapid rate, I might add. It's absolutely, our politicians are embracing it. They're tolerant. We want to have. Well, and they love it because they live in their gated communities and their whatever else right. is. And so they're far removed from it. They're whisked by in their cars, driven by other people, and it goes on and on. But let me give you an example of this Tesla and Twitter CEO, Elon Musk. Okay. He pledged that he will receive a, quote, brain chip implant from his, quote, biotech company called Neuralink. Uh, he did so during an event Wednesday night. Okay. He confirmed the promise on Twitter after the event. Okay, so he's got these, uh, you know, brain chips, and one brain chip is supposed to be able to make blind people see, uh, and uh, another one, you know, they're supposed to do all these different things uh, to help uh, paraplegics move and all this kind of stuff. He demonstrated where the, you know, <clears throat> this monkey can move a mouse on a screen <clears throat> just by thinking, uh, etc. And he pledged he's going to take the lead in this. Uh, we've talked about these brain implant chips for a long time. We've heard examples of people getting them. You know, somebody gets them in their hand and this and that. This is now where a big leader of a social media company, a big leader of the, you know, a lot of cars, um, you know, bear his <laughs> leadership on them, etc. to the point where now this guy's literally blatantly going on TV and everywhere else and saying, hey, man, I'm going to do a brain implant chip. It's fine. My company, Neuralink, we've researched this. We're kind of the animals and. Here we go, doctor. I don't know if I'm more afraid of Elon Musk and his chip or the robot that's going to kill me or the crap in the streets. I don't know how, uh, how to respond to all this. Well, your your concerns I share. Uh, <laughs> Except the standing of God, saw. family, and country. Yeah. Well, no, we're, we're trying to restore a, a, a focus of that. But, but the fact of the matter is I saw uh, Elon Musk's um, – position on this and he says first off the guy months. can hardly talk i don't know if you realize that well he's from south africa now i'd say that with love because i've got some really good south african friends but but, but the point of the matter is i i he says within six months we're going to be doing these these human uh trials human clinical trials in six months and and it's like holy cow do you remember maybe you don't i don't know my kids uh, watched 
Ghostbusters was the name of it. And the little guy, Rick Moranis, I think was his name, that was the accountant at the end. You know, they at the end, uh, one of the characters says to him, you know, you just taking, you know, part in what this huge, you know, uh, event that happened in the spiritual, uh, you know, fourth dimensional kind of realm. And we'd like to take some brain tissue samples. And, the, and Rick Moranis' part, uh, character says, okay. And it's like, from the very moment I first heard that, when my kids were watching that, it was like, that's how stupid we are. Somebody wants to take some of your brain tissue, and you say, okay. I mean, are there any downsides to this? Does anybody think about it? He just, okay. And and that's kind of where we are on this kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, you say, oh, well, he's, he says he's going to be able to help blind people see and, and maybe paraplegics walk and everything like that. And all of those are commendable kinds of things. But I, there's there's a dark side to it, if you will, like this dark money you talked about earlier. I'm very worried that um, it's a little darker than dark money, even in my opinion. It this is. This is eugenics is. on steroids in your face. And, and this idea of, of transhumanism that we hear so well, maybe some circles don't hear at all about it. But if you're if you got your antennas up, you're hearing about an effort to to kind of transition from the creature that God created to something that's uh, that goes beyond and can can be. Yeah. Well, I got a question. Though. I'm not something. very smart. What color is Elam? Well, I mean, he's a Caucasian. Um, yeah. You know, you say. So white, how come well, they don't say he's a white supremacist in the eugenics movement? Then uh, doesn't he realize he's he doesn't want to help paraplegics? He's his ideology as a eugenicist would be to get rid of the inferior people, right? Well, it could very well be. I mean, and you would be shocked. I mean, your listeners really need to, they need to take some of these subjects and run with them on their own because it's so difficult to do a full exposition on some of these things. But eugenics has to do with basically uh, improving the breed, if you will. You know, you talk about, oh, I've got a good breed of cattle and we're, we're creating a, a superior strain of this or that or the other. Well, that's the whole idea behind eugenics is doing it with the human race. And you would be shocked at who historically has been involved in that? Well, People eugenics that, you paired with transhumanism, paired with maybe. And how come no maybe. one's attacking the Elon Musk white guy <coughs> from South Africa, no less, involved in the eugenics movement, involved in the transhuman movement, involved in this idea that we're going to mer- merge computers and people together uh, in unique ways? How come no one's bringing this up? What is his agenda? His agenda to help me as a blind person? Or kill me, because I'm not part of the, quote, master race. I'm flawed, right, doctor? I, I, well, you know, the, I know we got to close, but you bring up some interesting concerns. Oh, man, you want to know why? Because <laughs> this is Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour one on the can, hour two coming up. The good doctors agreed to stay. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website. Check it out. LovingLiberty.net is my nationally syndicated network. Check that out. And God save the republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Broadcasting live for December the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. It is a faith-filled 
freedom loving. Fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one issue, one mind at a time Friday to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers, our goal. The supreme law of the land, the Constitution, is our guide, ladies and gentlemen. The checks and balances are our friends. We the people can stand in the gap and stand for the sacred cause of liberty, and that's what this broadcast has been about for more than 25 years on your radio. Dr. Bradley with me for both hours. We talked about Biden will create a new national monument, then he kind of backed off, and uh, Joe vows protection but not, quote, monument status for literally 500,000 acres of land in Nevada. The American people should absolutely shut that down, call Joe a criminal, uh, the Congress should impeach him for trying to uh, take over the legislative responsibilities. The American people should say you have no authorization via the contract, the Constitution. Uh, Criminal Joe, it needs to stop now. But see, the American people don't really focus on things. Dr. Bradley highlighted four things we must do to restore the republic of the traditions of our founding fathers. Number one, we need to get right with and turn our hearts to God. Number two, we need to understand and apply the founding principles of our nation and the traditions of our founding fathers. Three, we must get active and involved. And four, we must make our influence known and felt in every way possible. We talked about this whacked out Tesla guy, Elon Musk. The guy's a nutcase. Anyway, he vowed on a Wednesday night, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a Wednesday night event promoting his technologies. And he pledged that he will receive a brain chip implant from his biotech company, Neuralink. Uh, He doubled down on that promise on Twitter after the fact. Now, I'm talking about eugenics here, and I'm talking about uh, this transhuman agenda where they want to merge computers and humans together in strange ways. And, you know, if you listen to what they say at first, it sounds benevolent. It's like, wow, you know what? They're going to make the blind see. They're going to help the paraplegic. It's going to be incredible. Wow, just look at what they're going to do for me. Look how far along this technology is. It's incredible. But when you really dig in and understand the eugenics movement, understand the transhuman movement, what they really want to create is dumbed-down masses that serve the worker class, the flyover country, whatever term you want to use for them. And then they want to create the elite class that lives forever. That's them. Uh, And the problem with the eugenics movement is it has its origins in creating a, quote, master race. Now, Elon's white from South Africa, I find interesting. But no one's bringing up this eugenics agenda that he has, this transhuman agenda that he has. Uh, He says he wants to bring sight to blind people such as myself. But you know what? I think there's an agenda there. I'm a flawed person. You know, if you look at the Hitler days, uh, and it's interesting that Elon Musk is, um, you know, trying to hold the moral high ground on Twitter while Kanye West, this black dude, is running around uh, literally saying he loves Hitler while uh, Elon Musk is ready to take a chip into his brain. By the way, you should do the same. It's coming to a theater or a brain near you, your own brain. <laughs> and it's interesting how all this is on the table, but no one's bringing up the reality, connecting the dots, as we are based on historical fact, Dr. Bradley. Well, let's go to the basic eugenics movement for just a moment. Um, you, you look at the people that were very prominent, preeminent movers and shakers, if you will, in that movement. I mean, Margaret Sanger with her uh, beginnings of the Planned Parenthood, which was basically designed to uh, wipe out the black race in the United States. You look at almost everybody that's really been a big mover and shaker, which started really in the late 1800s. The the people were, they were Fabian socialists like George Bernard Shaw and H.G. Wells. 
these guys, I mean, the, the socialistic leanings of this thing right from the beginning, Hitler wasn't the only eugenicist, if you will. Hitler, another socialist. It's a Nazi, the National Socialist. Uh, they didn't call themselves Nazis, but they were National Socialists. And uh, we contracted the name. Um, <laughs> Helen Keller. I mean, uh, I mean, some of these people that uh, the thought of Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, so many of these people were socialists of one flavor or another. And socialist is not friendly to, to true godly liberty, uh, the, the friends of the founding fathers, if you will. And, and so this effort has started a long time ago. It's, it's like creating the elite breed. And you look at like, uh, oh, what was his name? He, he wrote uh, Brave New World, Huxley, Aldous Huxley. And, and you go back and read that book. If you haven't read that, I mean, it's been decades since I read it. But, but if, you, if you read that book, you see these different classes of uh, these servant people up through the, the people that are the elites that they're creating chemically, you know, as they're, they're bred in the laboratory. These kinds of things, this, this dabbling in the God science, if you will, becomes a very, very problematic and dangerous thing. And uh, there have been people down through the ages, if you, if you study some of their intentions and get behind the scenes, if you will, it's not as, as um, safe and, and effective as someone would tell us. And we have seen what they've done with their so-called vaccines that are more like uh, uh, kind of a DNA-altering kind of thing. Everything is going in the wrong path right now. If we, if we just accept things and kind of blithely go along with these spread and circuses that we've been talking about, it's going to engulf us and it's going to surprise us. Nations can fall. We've talked about this before. And they fall rather quickly when the time comes. And, and so, I mean, you look at the fall of Rome, for example, I mean, or, or Babylon. or I mean, you pick these great monolithic almost uh, uh, societies that that basically have it all together, poof, gone. They're done. And uh, I've got <coughs> the history of civilization here with me. <laughs> That's not a person. It's a series of books. But uh, you read through that and you say, wow, civilization's a fragile thing. Uh, it's, it's something that we really need to pay attention to if we're not going to give away some of these great gifts that God has given us. And and I really do believe that's the origin. And dinking around with uh, that. When you mess with the human mind, you're messing with our ability to choose. And, and if it's something they do, and, and by the way, there's a pretty strong evidence that some of these vaccines that are out there affect little black boys very adversely with, uh, you know, all sorts of... Uh, uh, deficiencies that cause them to be unable to even concentrate. And uh, they lose their agency when that happens. They lose their freedom. If you give that to them, you don't have to put a tyrant over them. They're ruled by a tyrant in their own mind. And, and people just need to understand some of these widespread efforts to do things like take this vaccine uh, policy to the African poor kids, and they do this like, oh, we're gonna save them from all these diseases. Well, not if you take away their agency and, and make them unable to even perform as a human being on Earth. All of this stuff needs to be rethought, and, and we need to go back to the basics, if you will, 
of of what really came out of God's design lab, if you will, and quit looking for humans to do it, uh, because humans are flawed, and uh, this humanist perspective to things is is truly a uh, it's it's humanism is a, a faith based belief system without a divine God. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, Antichrist, without a doubt. And it doesn't matter if you choose socialism, uh, Nazism, communism, whatever word you want to say. uh, All of it flies in the face. There are many roads to hell is the term that kind of comes to mind about this. Look, they don't care which road you take because they know it leads to tyranny as opposed to liberty. They know godless as opposed to godly. Uh, that's the battle lines. And I'm telling you right now, I don't believe it's a coincidence when Elon Musk is saying, I'm going to put a chip in my head. We're going to move forward with this transhumanism agenda. Don't worry, it's going to be incredible for you. That's the lie they sell on one side of the equation while Kanye West is out there literally promoting and doubling down on Hitler via the Alex Jones show uh, on the other side. They are trying to make anybody who brings up uh, things that that Dr. Bradley and I might bring up is, you know, we're now with ye and Alex Jones and Nazis and, um, you know, these haters and because we stand for liberty, like supposedly ye and other guys are doing. Now, listen, Kanye West is no longer buying Parler. The parent company of Parler said uh, they had mutually agreed, I guess, with ye or ye, ye West. Um to go ahead and scrap the deal. So ye will not be buying the parlor social media service, but the billboard honored Kanye West by naming him the top Christian artist of 2022. Right after he got on the uh, radio with and TV with Alex Jones and promoted Adolf Hitler. Rapper Kanye West interrupted Alex Jones on Infowars to quote defend Nazis. And then Jones said, ye does not deserve to be called a Nazi. Following a recent string of anti-Semitic remarks by ye. Well, here's what's fascinating. Ye then disagreed with Alex. West disagreed, claiming Adolf Hitler had some great characteristics. Well, I see good things about Hitler, he said. I love everyone. And Jewish people aren't going to tell me what to do. They can have their satanic contracts, their perverted Uh, pornography and everything else, but I'm not going down that line, says West. Anyway, he went on to say, you know what? Hitler did good things too. And then West said, we need to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. So see, while that's going on, Elon Musk is going to put a chip in his head. And I think this whole thing is playing out to literally make uh, the freedom fighters that are honest and genuine. Can you skip this break too? honest and genuine real freedom fighters like dr bradley and myself now we're kind of aligned even though we don't mean to be with ye and with these anti-semitic folks uh, not by truth but by manipulation see ye doesn't know anything about the constitution okay donald trump doesn't know anything about the constitution but they're the ones taking on the media and saying how evil the media is just like we've been for decades well it's true but see, where the truth, when it comes to Satan, where the truth is, is the lie. So Ye is the great Christian artist, but yet he's aligning himself with Hitler and defending the Nazis. Whereas then Joe Biden and crew are like, oh my gosh, you're with the Nazis? You're crazy. How dare you be with the Nazis? How dare you even talk to Kanye West, Donald Trump? How dare you? But yet they're literally murdering babies and 
in there it, behind the scenes with Elon Musk and the same eugenics movement as everybody else. Folks, you are being played. Uh, Dr. Bradley, do you want to respond to this? <laughs> sure. It's interesting to me that uh, the dynamic that happens generally is the the argument is moved based upon a redefinition of terms. That's what they do with the Constitution. That's what they do with, uh, uh, you know, the scriptures and everything else. And so you really do need to go back to original sources. That's one thing that I, I really try hard to do is go back and look at the original sources and realize words have meanings. Meanings have, I mean, all those meanings may be known uh, if you're willing to learn the language and, and go back and look at the definitions that were in play when those words were said or written. And so what happens is we, we have this uh, shifting of uh, principles to the point that they can define almost anything out of existence. So that's what they're doing in the media now is they're, they're shifting the argument. And I say go back, go back to the original intent of the American Founding Fathers. Go back to what it says in the Holy Scriptures. You've got to go back to that before you can find your pathway because they've, uh, they've obscured or obfuscated the pathway by their redefinition of terms. So everything's got to be weighed in the proper scale. And, and, uh, and now they're starting to weigh in a scale that says, well, Nazis have some good things. And, and uh, boy, these guys who were in eugenics really did improve some things along the way. And pretty soon, oh, the Patriot Act is a good thing. And, and we start to realize that, that we have turned our back on the original intent. And, and they do it so many different ways. I mean, Patriot Act. It's nothing patriotic about it. The, the Clean Air Act. The idea of uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. This, anything they, they touch, they put a spin on it that, well, I'm for that. I'm for clean air. I'm for, I can't tell you how many times I heard that in this uh, meeting we were in, in this town hall meeting. But, but the fact is they, they begin to try and uh, define new terminologies and new directions, and it's 180 degrees out of what it should be. So we've got to gain the ability to have a discerning spirit and go back and, and look at the scale that you're weighing things in. Is, is the scale half a bubble off, and so it's, it's already balanced against you? And, and if we can't do that, we're going to continue to be deceived. And, and the only way you're not going to be deceived is if you're paying attention properly, not distracted, one eye on the you know, TV set or in the, you know, the social media or whatever, that you're overlooking the goodness that we were granted. I, I'm absolutely, unequivocally, totally and completely convinced God loves us. I'm, I'm absolutely, totally and completely convinced that he created a scenario here where this mortal existence, I mean, look at our earth, how beautiful it is, and self-refreshing, uh, if you will, renewing. And how it, from generation to generation, and yet we keep trying to mess it up. We do everything in our power to step away from that. I sometimes think, you know, God's children should be his crowning creation. And yet we're oftentimes the least faithful. I mean, a speck of dust, if God says move, it moves. You know, the, the rivers are moved out of their way, the mountains are, whatever. Yeah, it's all uh, about agency obedient. at the core, and if we use our agency wisely, then we're blessed, and if we don't, trouble comes. But imagine them promoting Kanye West as the great Christian musician, 
And then, you know, Kanye West literally promoting Adolf Hitler. Uh, West says we got to stop dissing, dissing the Nazis all the time. Now, I get uh, that we need to uh, it recognize the good. So Yi continues and says, look, everybody brings good to the table, even Hitler. I acknowledge there's some truth that there's good and bad in everyone, folks. But But here's the problem. How come the Nazis or Kanye West or white supremacists or whatever don't have a seat at any table, period? I mean, they are worse than scum. Now, I disagree with their views, but they're God's children, too. And we can literally let a rapist, say Bill Clinton, let baby murderers such as Dr. Kevorkian, uh, those who would destroy our liberty, uh, the Joe Bidens of the world and everybody, uh, they can all sit at the table and there's no harm, no foul. Everything's good. Fauci who's literally murdered many, 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 many people by his policies on COVID and everything else, the lies they told and everything else. And they're all fine at the table. The socialist that wants to, you know, uh, um, they're all fine at the table. The communist, the, 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 not, the Chinese, the whoever, everybody's fine at the table, but the, quote, white supremacist Nazi. Uh, and Kanye West is black, see? And I look at this whole thing and I say their goal is to force division on new fault lines. Every time you turn around, there's a new fault line. So does Sam agree with Kanye that there's good in everybody? Yeah, to a certain point. Well, then does Sam agree that Nazis are fighting the home? Does Sam agree that we should diss the Nazis? Well, I don't think we should agree with them, but I don't think that they're the worst person in the room necessarily either, just because they're flawed in their view on something. But see, they're creating these new battle lines. Who are you with and who are you against is what they want to paint you as, guilt by association. I don't want to be against and or for anybody except for Jesus Christ. I want to be for him and Satan. I want to be against him. I want to use my agency, but we need to learn to break down these issues one at a time and intelligently think through it. Don't use this association or this link. When Kanye says there's good in everybody, he's right for the most part. When Kanye says we can't treat Nazis like they're the worst guy in the room all the time, that they're scum worse than lepers, he's right. Uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, agreeing with uh, Hitler, I'm not doing that. When it comes to agreeing with Elon Musk that I want a chip in my head, I'm not doing that. When it comes to the eugenics movement and their satanic agenda, I'm against that. See, you've got to take single issues and isolate them one at a time and say, is it good or bad, right or wrong? Where do you stand and why? And you got to stand with principle and you got to separate these items one at a time. But they're trying to confuse everyone about this very issue. You're either with somebody or against somebody and you got to take the whole package. That's how the labels and the lies go, doctor. Well, they, they do try to get everybody to uh, draw into battle lines. And <laughs> we've talked about this in many ways and times about the conflict based uh, theories of, of Marx, where you divide and then ultimately conquer. You create chaos, and out of the chaos, you hope to be able to overthrow the establishment view. The establishment view right now, that's so widely distributed in terms of its uh, popularity, has strayed so far from the traditional values that were found, let's say, back in the, the founding era of the United States, whether it's educationally or, or morally or our uh, government uh, limited and all, all those kinds of things. We have shifted based upon these uh, conflicts 
that have constantly moved us to a, a more false position. And that's exactly what this is all about. And, and if you can divide, you can conquer. The nation is becoming more balkanized constantly. Now, the balkanization, a lot of people, they may have heard it, but they don't really, you know, what the heck does it mean? You think of the former Yugoslavia. There's many, many, many different factions there. And, and you start dividing along those fractional lines to the point that uh, you, you destroy the whole nation. And that's, that's what's happening in the United States right now. And you can look at almost every, every single issue, whether it's the issue to bring uh, illegal immigrants in and change the dynamic of the society, whether it's the Democrats versus the Republicans, whether it's the idea of blacks versus white or religion against religion. I mean, all of these different things are efforts to balkanize the United States. And if we go back to George Washington's farewell address and, and recognize the unity that they felt at that time. Yeah, they had balkanization going on, the East versus the West and the North versus the South. Those kind of things had been fostered and everything. And George Washington did his best to say, no, you're Americans. You are Americans. And we've fought in the same battles. We have sought in the same councils and circles to bring about a free government. He tried to say, here are the unifying lines with slight shades of difference. He said, you're of the same religion. You're the Christian faith. And, and uh, I've done a study on the founding fathers' religious beliefs and found that with slight shades of difference, they were of the same faith. And uh, they found that common belief to, 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 okay, here's another really big thing they're dividing on is religion. Um, when I ran for uh, vice president, there were two states that I'm aware of that, that took me off the ballot at the Constitution Party because of not only well, I was selected in the convention to be the vice presidential candidate, but two states decided I wasn't Christian enough. So they took me off the ballot. And it's like, well, I put out a statement about my Christian beliefs, but the fact, no, he's not Christian enough. Well, th they, they have some fault lines that they... They design to very carefully separate. And, and so here we are. You know, the uh, United States Constitution says there'll never be a religious test for office. But the fact of the matter is, we still find fault lines that we can divide on. But that was not their intention. And, and if we go back and review, just even in the farewell address, George Washington's farewell address, with slight shades of difference, you, you're, sa you're so similar. You have the same beliefs in liberty. They did in those days. We don't in ours because of the education system and the, the uh, divisions that are created in the Marxist philosophies. Most Americans today, because of our so-called education system, don't know that from each according to his ability to each according to his needs is Marxist. It's not Americanist. And, and they don't know the difference on that. And, and they're unwilling to defend the Americanist perspective. Because everybody ought to get everything they need. I mean, holy cow. And, and it's no, no. You, you need to understand what's happening is a Marxist approach to divide and conquer. And, and so, yeah, all of these arguments and, and discussions and everything that you bring up between the different guys, whether it's Jones or uh, Kanye or, or George Bush or whoever, all of these things are... I think fraught with danger because we were setting aside the baseline principles and we're arguing about things that, that um, honestly, uh, people don't even know where they came from. Well, and that's scale. why.
That's why we really want to focus, ladies and gentlemen, on learning to separate issues and think for yourself based on God, family, and country style principles. Okay? Uh, You know what? We need to be very careful about this. I want to focus on solutions, though. The Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association is putting out a document for rebuilding trust in the United States regarding elections and talking about the value of stability. We'll do it in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. U.S. job growth rose faster than expected in November as the labor market remained resilient in the face of higher interest rates and inflation bordering on recession. The Labor Department said in its monthly payroll report released Friday, employers added 263,000 jobs to American payrolls, beating expectations by 63,000. Unemployment remains in place at 3.7% nationwide. The Supreme Court on Thursday agreed to decide whether the Biden administration can transfer student loan debt and put the financial burden onto the American people to pay back. If the litigation has not been resolved by June 30th of next year, payments will resume 60 days after that date, according to the Education Department. Let's get an update on the Orion spacecraft that's ready to zip around the moon and head back to Earth. NASA's Orion spacecraft is lining up to make a final pass by the moon on its historic journey before returning to Earth. The Orion capsule has spent the past 15 days traveling into deep space, making an unprecedented trip beyond the moon. The spacecraft is expected to take a final lap around the moon Monday morning. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Elon Musk announced Thursday that Tesla is rolling out its long-awaited all-electric big rig. The first shipment of the Tesla semis, which was unveiled five years ago, was delivered to PepsiCo in Modesto, California on Wednesday. An appeals court has ordered an end to the special master process for reviewing documents seized from President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. The court, in an unsigned 3-0 to zero decision, issued it on Thursday. The United States men's national soccer team continues their quest for the World Cup against the Netherlands tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to discuss, so little time to discuss it. You know, I mentioned the, the worst person in the room. 
they always believe is kind of the white supremacist guy. Everybody else, you can murder babies, do everything, you're fine. But man, you uh, speak out on some of these things. I, I'm I'm not convinced that there is a worse guy in a room. I believe people's um, lives matter. I believe we're all God's children. I believe when people do wrong, we ought to call it what it is wrong. When people do right, we ought to call it what it is right. Uh, but I, I, I don't believe that we ought to play games. Look, all sin, according to God, is wrong. And he cannot tolerate the least degree or uh, the least allowance of sin. Uh, we all need to repent. We all need to change. We all need to, to, to come to God. Uh, and it's and it's hard to kind of handle all that. But one thing I think we all need to agree on right now, at least in America, if we're going to save our country, is the elections. Okay? We can debate if they were stolen or not, if there's election uh, fraud, whether it rises to the level of fraud, you know, election integrity issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to be on the side of the debates, Dr. Bradley. I want to be on the side of the solutions. So at the CSPOA, we put together kind of a one-pager on solutions. And there's a lot of things not said in our paper, but it's strategically done intentionally to not create divides. And I can give you some examples uh, along the way. But do you have that in front of you, Doctor? I thought we would bring these up. You can read them. We can talk about them. Give a little bit of explanation to each one of them. Yeah, I should be able to get that in front of me. Just a second here. I... uh... There I go. How about that, sports fans? There's there's <laughs> some other organizations that have similar things too, and, the, and yours, the CSPOA one tracks very closely with another one that I've got on my screen right now that I believe that uh, <clears throat> they're soundly founded recommendations. And who has the other one? I'd be interested to know. The the John Birch Society has put out a yeah, and I've uh, read the John Birch Society on. one, but they talk about we need to make election machines safe and stuff like that, or well, foolproof. Well, we or, need to go back. You to can't paper. do that. There's period. No that's not possible, and so that's no. why I kind of rejected the one they had. Is anybody who brings up that um, we have an opportunity in my mind to use machines, they're wrong. Okay, we cannot fix or trust the machines ever. Well, here's what uh, they talk about. Election results printed on paper, posted at precincts, made public immediately, internet voting, internet voter registration abolished. Uh, I mean, th- these are th- these are things that we do need to clarify and correct. But I'm saying there are organizations. I'm not saying that they're perfect. And, and this, this CSPOA one, I, I find very good, except for I'm certain, and, and you've, I'm pretty confident you'll believe this, too, that there are people in high places, for example, in Utah, our lieutenant governor. Now, the lieutenant governor is over the the uh, the voting in Utah. And oh, yeah. she and the governor wrote as, uh, wrote, uh, ran as, like, president and vice president thing. And it's funny, the lieutenant governor, if they run for office for the next time, they win. How about that, sports fans? But the fact of the matter is, I think that uh, – this idea of, uh, like, for example, number seven on the uh, CSPOA one, require every state in the union to retain and preserve all ballot records and election papers for 36 months under penalty of violation. Well, let's say we did 36 months, and then you had a governor or a lieutenant governor that says, yeah, we got them. You can't see them. We'll sue you if you ask for them. We'll send goons around to your house to intimidate you. I mean, those... Those uh, no young question. women that are the, the red pill ladies. The two red pills, yeah. Yeah, anyway, the, I mean, the, the, really, they're courageous, soundly founded, no question. all that kind of stuff. But I they're agree. running into roadblocks because of corrupt officials 
that are doing everything in their power to prevent the airing of the bad laundry that That's has exactly right. obviously come in. So, so part so of the problem good is start. part of the problem is is that if you document everything that needs to be done, you'll be into the bigger than a book a Bible a book bigger than the Bible kind of a thing. Uh, sure. If you you know mandate everything at some point, you're almost tyrannical in and of yourself. So the the point of the CSPOA uh, guidelines here or efforts here, it says a CSPOA solution for rebuilding trust in the United States elections, the value of political stability. So we kind of make this point: look, our whole nation's stability r- relies on honest, transparent accountable elections and then we say personal responsibility for all registered voters and then we go through these things and there's a lot not said you're right and there's a lot that would undermine even what we propose but what our goal is is to say we got to start somewhere and we've got to keep it simple enough where we don't just start arguments so the first one says become an informed committed vote in person vip voter Know everything on the ballot before election day. But, so we're by simply the way, saying that is a personal. That is a personal responsibility. Yes. Right. Every single yes. individual. Again, we're getting back to we the people. We have a personal responsibility because if we don't, we're going to lose our republic. Go on. With that's your, right. And that's and that's why we wrote it. And that's why we also put at the top of ours. Um. The value of political stability, because look, if we don't take this personally. The whole stability of the nation's in jeopardy, folks. You got to understand this, and nobody else highlights that point as we do at the top of their documents. The second one we have is this: return to precinct by precinct voting, with the hand counting of ballots on single day elections. That's a lot said in one statement, but our goal is to keep yeah. it simple. Look, we're saying, hey, you've got to have precinct by precinct by voting. That, by its very nature, jettisons all mail-in ballots although we don't say so, except for if you request a ballot, it can still be counted same day. But the reason you got to go back to the precincts, Dr. Bradley, is that's where we can challenge a lot of this stuff. That's where we can create the transparency and the accountability needed when they have these, quote, merged precincts into these huge places. You can't do any good. And when you vote with hand counting on a single day elections, that's the key to narrow the window to be able to count all the votes by hand, etc. So in that says a lot, but it also rules out a lot that we don't have to say. Because if you have all those things in place, 90% of the other questions go away. Number three, become a precinct leader, certified, listen, um, positions. So we want you to be a precinct leader or in certified positions, a poll worker or a poll watcher. And this really relates to, look, the people have got to get involved in this so that we're keeping an eye on our own elections. And that's why it's got to be precinct by precinct, because then you know the people that you're involved with personally. There can still be scandal, but trust goes up significantly, even if you disagree on something, if you are there with local people that you know that have to look at you every single day, et cetera, et cetera. Number four, return to paper ballots only. Eligible. And registered voters may request and return an absentee ballot. But that's if you specifically ask for one. And if you return it, the number of those ballots are small. And they could be uh, the custody of those ballots can be taken care of. Uh, and then they can be, again, included in the hand count, paper ballot, same-day elections, precinct by precinct, folks. 
Uh, go ahead with the next one, Dr. Bradley. Well, it says require video recorded coverage in publicly available archives and all ballots counted. Uh, by the way, I'm going to parenthetically remark, and this applies across everything, um, because this idea of require, 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 all of these things, you say, who's going to require that? Now, number five says it, number six says it, number seven says it, and and uh, number nine says it. Here's here's the the problem that, that needs to be addressed. This local control is more important. The original intent of the American Founding Fathers was that the states would be in control of the electoral process. And uh, this has been stolen from the states at every step of the way. And what they tried to do right after the 2020 elections was to canonize or make, you know, the, the standard, if you will, across the entire nation, this, the standards that allowed the election to be stolen. Okay, so uh, that's, that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to nationalize the entire vote. And I would be opposed to that. And I'm opposed to the processes that they've done everything. I mean, the, the yeah, 1964 voter registration. Well. Okay, so when, do, when it says require every and state. And we could say we state requires. State requires because Section 4 of, of Article 1 says the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. Now, it goes on to say that Congress can intervene if the legislature thereof decides they ain't going to hold a vote. And, and the concern was that people weren't going to play in the game of the general government because it wasn't completely in keeping with the states being comfortable with that. So they right. needed to say, no, you are going to choose a senator. And go, it will be Go done. ahead and skip the break, you guys, really quick. So we would say state required video recorded and coverage. And so every one of us, you and I have got to be involved in our state to fix this. That's Somebody right. has to be in Arizona doing that. You know, like Sheriff Mack, he's in Arizona, isn't he? Yes. Okay, he organizes stuff in Arizona, let's say. Okay, I mean, you get the idea. See, I don't want to be a nationally syndicated voter program that the, the thing that passed the House after the 2020 election it's actually was, as a, it's criminal, it's a candidate's They don't have any authority whatsoever. Of everything about elections. And, and every uh, one of those people should be intent. turned out at the next election if the people are educated and smart. But the point of the requiring video coverage is then you can have instant replays, you can put it in a court of law, and it relates sure. to the, the only other requirements. And I agree that we need to put state there. Six, require that all ballot watchers slash counters slash tabulators certify in writing. That means there's got to be humans for all these things, by the way. Certify in writing to the final count under the penalty of perjury. Now, again, we need to have state requires that. Uh, but the point is, hey, if it's good enough for my taxes, it's got to be good enough for the vote, folks. Seven, require every state in the union. We need to reword that to just say state required to retain and preserve all ballots, as you mentioned, for 36 months. Again, you're right. They could still be undermined. They could still say, well, we won't let you look at them. That's a whole other battle to talk about. But our point is right now, by the way, most jurisdictions have 22 months. Well, what that means is two months before the next election cycle, you can get rid of all the data before. What I want to be able to do is compare the elections um, two years apart, two years apart. And if there's mass anomalies and differences, you can point them out and relate to them that way if you can preserve the data longer. Um, so that's why we kind of put a 36-month in there to say, hey, 
let's get us well through at least two election cycles that you can compare, uh, etc. Number eight, do all within your power to remove your state from and or prevent your state from joining the electronic registration information system known as ERIC. You got to get rid of that for sure. And that's, again, a state-by-state issue. So all these issues are individually and or on states. None of this relates to the general government. And Dr. Bradley is spot on on that point. Number nine, require every state in the union. And again, we got to reword that. Every state should require to update and secure and multi-party certify all voter rolls and voter registration systems. That's a critical, huge one that Eric has been perverting for quite some time. Number 10, require all voters to confirm their identity by displaying, showing a proof of state ID. And we set that on purpose because we don't want a national ID card, although there's seven that down our throats too. Certified via signature. So you got to have a state ID and a signature tied to every legally counted ballot. So there's a lot of language in there, Dr. Bradley, that's that's really unique. I agree we need to word it so that it's very clear that we mean the state would do this, not the federal government in any way. Uh, your counsel is wise. And, and again, this is a rough draft document. It's not a final yet. Uh, I've looked at a ton of other documents that people have written because uh, I was just going to say, hey, we should embrace somebody else's. Why not? Why, why reinvent the wheel? But every time I look around, every one of them was completely de- deficient in certain points that I felt were so critical. Anybody who compromises with machines, anybody who uh, wants to somehow not force the penalty of perjury or force it in writing or transparency or anybody who wants the general government to get involved or every one of those people are off track, doctor. Well, these things, if you if you stopped and really thought about it, they're non-denominational. That means it's not, oh, the Republicans are going to take over if this happens or the Democrats are going to. No. It's absolutely every party. I don't care if you're the Libertarian, the Constitution Party, the Green Party, uh, the Social Democrat Party, uh, or the Republican or the Democrat. These things really should be, hey, yeah, you know, if it's fair, we could win this because they're not, they're not discarding our votes because we're uh, some kind of a... Uh, a party that's that's not mainstream, you know, and so yeah, every party should be able to say, "I see, I see how this could work, I see how this will work," and we will all be on the same playing field, on a level playing field, and not have it stacked against us. But see, the way that things are stacked now, the powers that be can manipulate the machine county. It's simply uh, <laughs> hacking is is a skill that probably most ninth, most ninth graders have that could probably overcome most of the, the balloting machines that they've got now. We just got to get away from it. Paper ballots are key. And this local voting is key. Day of election is key. This idea that, that you can vote over an entire month, there's so it's fraught with so many problems on that. This idea you can ballot harvest and bring bring these ballots in in big bundles and set them down someplace. In our county, they had a central place, one central place, where all ballots went. There was virtually no in-person balloting, okay? I mean, yeah, if you screwed up your ballot, you had to go see the clerk, and you had to get a new one, and you had to, you know, vote. But virtually everything came in 
to a single centralized location from which everything was going to be, you know, the, the mothership handled everything. It's fraught with opportunities for people to, to dink around with stuff and manipulate it. So and that's why the precinct really by good. precinct and same day voting Absolutely. and by hand counting and no machines and swearing to the penalty of perjury and um, make sure that we vet the voter rolls by third parties that can be validated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's why you got to show an ID when you vote and have a signature that matches your ballot so that we can trace every one of them until the cows come home, even compare it with a video that's documented and everything else. We have got to make this as transparent and as clear as we can. And the only way I know to do that is to go back to the precincts where, you know what, there's only 800 to 1,000 on average voters in a precinct. And in that small 800 to 1,000, you get five vote counters, just say. Uh, and then you get, you know, vote watchers and people who will confirm. And, okay, um, you've only got two or 300 ballots to count each person all across the country anyway. Nothing. Uh, you thing- can count it in an hour. You can even have a problem and redo a video and re. You know, you can debate it and call in a sheriff or call in uh, somebody to, to adjudicate uh, if you need to or whatever. To, hey, is this one going to count? You know what? I don't think it's you count. I can't read it. No, look, you can. And, and we can even debate them. And you could still have all the votes counted in a couple of hours and they could sign under the penalty of perjury. This isn't that hard to solve if we follow principles, doctor. You're absolutely correct. And here's what's interesting. We used to do that in the early 1960s. I mean, other times, too. But I'm going back to. There was no computers, really. You're going back to when you were alive and able to really understand it and be involved in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so here's the deal. We got, by the end of the night, a final count. I mean, none of this this nonsense of, well, we're still trying to get this through the computers. I thought computers were supposed to be faster. No. What we've got is everything breaks down and they, they get a chance to bring in a truckload of other votes, whatever. But if this, this localized stuff is happening, and I, I remember we used to go through, you'd step up to the table, and you'd give your name. You'd, they'd look it up on the voter registration. You'd sign your name. They had signatures there to verify. The thing that I found interesting is behind the table were multiple people. Okay, so there was Democrats and Republicans, and I don't know how many other parties there used to be because these other parties that are growing up to, that are frustrated with the two-party system. But at any rate, they were people from our neighborhoods. You know, I could come in and say, hey, Nadine, how's it going? You know, or whatever, whatever the person's name behind it was. And <laughs> I don't know why I picked Nadine. But the fact of the matter is they knew me and I knew them. Okay. And surely there's And you be might even disagree on politics, but you had Absolutely. enough trust for them, especially if it was in, in where you could see all of it. You know what? You're not going to argue with them whether a ballot should be counted or not, because whether you agree or disagree with them politically, you're agreeing that it's readable, that you know clearly who they're voting for, that it's a legal signature that matches the this and that. If there's any question, you instantly pull up the video of the count. You instantly pull up, hey, here's so-and-so's signature, their their, uh, state-qualified ID that was here. Yes, they signed, and yes, that matches the signature on their ballot. The signature that we've got on file, everybody can agree, you know what? That one counts. Okay. You know these people well enough where you're not going to be debating that with them unless there's legitimate issues to discuss, um, like you might in this vague idea that nobody really knows what's going on. And that's the point. And so I think if we change some of these to say state required, because I agree with that, or required by required state by state or whatever, each state must require kind of language. Um, I think if we do that, what else do we need to do, you think, before this is ready for prime time? we got to get well, this out pretty quick, I think. 
we do, and and I think it ought to become, you know, in the format that you want it to be done. And then it's got to go out to the states, and individuals have got to become personally involved and knowledgeable about this. It goes back to those four points I made earlier. You know, we're right with God. Okay, we're not going to go there and lie. Second of all, we've got to understand the principles in the tradition of the Founding Fathers. These things have got to happen on an individual basis. And if you take this information and you get it into enough hands, let's get it into all the sheriffs to begin with. So the sheriffs can, you know, it used to be in the CSPOA, you could go in a state and you say, well, I got 29 sheriffs in my state and 28 of them have signed on to be a constitutional sheriff. I mean, you could actually count that. You know, an individual could go see the sheriff in their county and, and they could say, you know, where do you stand on these things? And it's just not the sheriff. The sheriff isn't the funnel point of anything like that. It's because we, the people, all are participating in our liberty. The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. That has got to be embraced by every American. I say every American kind of loosely. The fact of the matter is that a fairly small number of dedicated supporters of this could really make a difference. They really could. I agree, and that's why we're putting this together is we want a one-page definitive. Uh, and if there's anything you can think of, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can email me, libertyroundtable.com. I'd love to get your take. It's a rough draft at this point. I agree with Dr. Bradley. We need to make it very clear that it's the states, not the general government. To me, that was a given. It was an obvious. But Dr. Bradley's right. It's got to be specified so clearly you can't mix it up. You can't pervert it and confuse what we're saying. He's right about that reality. Uh, is there anything else, though, you think that really needs to – the problem is there's a lot of things I could say. You know, we could say, hey, illegals can't vote and dead people can't vote. But see, if you clean up the voter rolls and if you vote in person, you have to show your ID. You have to uh, sign a document. You have to, you know, all these things. Ninety percent of those shenanigans that are going on, we don't even need to discuss or address because if you really embrace these ten principles or these ten ideas, um, then all that goes away without saying. It does. And so we're trying I, to I avoid can. the debates and the divides. Uh, by not getting into the to the nitty gritty, but solving the problem on something we can all, as you wisely pointed out, agree on that's nonpartisan or not partisan, real, part of party related, if you will. Number seven still gives me a little bit of concern for the fact that we have experienced very blatantly an egregious unwillingness to have transparency and make uh, these election results known. Our state, from the very highest level of uh, uh, verification has slow rolled the efforts to verify that the elections were fair, honest, and accurate, okay? And so somehow if number seven could be include something in there, again, I don't know the wording right this second, but uh, the individual that uh, has oversight of that under penalty we of We could say retain, office, make available, we could say retain, Make available or preserve and make available all ballot records and election papers for thirty six months under in, in a, a timely, timely manner, manner under penalty uh, of and, uh, you know we, we we need to add so again the idea is there we're talking about refining how it could be stated to be more holistic and and um, transparent accountable clear uh, that's the goal. Right. And so th there's maybe small tweaking, but a, a job well done. I, I take my hat off and say, yeah, this is this is something that has uh, is well thought out. And 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 it has 
it re it really will result in more fair and honest and and uh, accurate elections. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's the problem. For years. I want Dr. Bradley's input because he's wise. And cause he, but, man, if I let him get a hold of it, this thing will turn into 50 pages. And it'll be <laughs> accurate and spot on and historically relevant and everything. <laughs> well, you've <laughs> got a point that, that I, that I kind of take the jab and, and laugh with it a little bit. Good left hook, Sam. Not the anyway. real jab, <laughs> folks. We never take that, just to be clear. <laughs> no, no. No. That, uh, <laughs> How did you like the new term, though, that that doctor came up with that we talked about? I, I don't know if you missed that in the first hour, but it's called the quaxine. Don't take the quaxine, Dr. Bradley. Yeah, I trust me. It's uh, good. But, uh, <laughs> there's a whole story behind that, too. But honestly, it is, it is a, it's a bioweapon that modifies uh, your humanity. I mean, you came from God a certain way. I think God doesn't make junk. You've seen that probably that little saying. And and you're pretty important as you are, and I think if we get dinking around with stuff as as uh, Elon Musk wants to, and these uh, eugenicists and everything, holy cow, this transhumanism stuff, and the the concern that's being injected in our bodies with nanoparticles that are, you know, uh, damaging to our very humanity. That's very concerning. Uh, infertility that's going to result. I mean that. Uh, that interferes with God's plan to send children to this earth. All of these things. The ways that we get out early by stroke or heart attack or any kind of inflammation that ends up shortening our lives, that's, a, that's satanic also. And so this, this whole plan is, is satanic, I'm afraid. Ladies and gentlemen, we can trust in God, family, and country. And that's exactly what we'll do. We can get involved in solutions, and that's exactly what we'll do. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been on the radio for more than 25 years for a reason. We absolutely live, breathe, and eat the sacred cause of liberty. And we know that your agency is at stake at every turn. And we pray you will use your agency to promote God, family, and country to protect life, liberty, and property. That's what we commit to you that we will do. Dr. Scott Bradley, thank you. FreedomsRisingSun.com, LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. Those are the websites. Donate liberally if you would, please. It's the only time we believe in liberalism uh, when you liberally donate. <laughs> and we say this, this nation shall endure and God save the republic.